Happy Thursday, my friends. This is episode 46 of Bet to Win. I'm Claudia Malafato. He is Joe Fan. This is the Blue Wire Studios in the Win Las Vegas. And Joe, my friend and my lovely co-host, do you have a fever? Can I check your head? Did you just go eight and one yesterday in college basketball? Your hands are cold. My hands are cold, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, vibes have been good. Vibes are high. Vibes are really high. Yeah, over the last, (laughs) what, five, six days of the 31 plays against the spread I've put on Twitter, I'm on a 24 and seven run. Wow. Putting eight and one on Wednesday. I had a guy who tell me, and I don't, I'm not going to out him. I don't even know if he listens to the show or whatever, but but he's <laughs> like, I've won. He sent me screenshots. He's like, I've won like 10 grand off your picks. Hell yes. And I was like, And that's always the cool. best part. That's the best part of betting it. I don't even care how much, well, I do care how much money I make. But when people send me a DM, you know, you just paid my month's rent. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. It's cool, but like it also makes me nervous because it's just like, hey, just so you know, <laughs> make sure you like the play as well yeah, yeah. because the cold streak is coming. Yeah. Uh, the God of regression will come find me at some point. What do we say <laughs> to the God of regression? Not today. Not today, Satan. Um, I have a question for you okay. uh, before we get into our the the specific winning picks uh, that we that we won. Um, what do we got? Do you like to watch games that you bet on? Um, depends. Basketball, no. If it's a full game thing, I'll watch the last two minutes. If mm-hmm. I watch the whole game, it pisses me off. Hockey, love watching the whole game. Okay. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I'm sort of, especially right now where I have a lot of volume, it's sort of like a... Well, put impossible first. (laughs) Check out, leave it alone, and like every hour, just like check the account. And like if it's gonna be like, oh, who won? Or it goes goes down like four units and you're like, oh God. I saw this firsthand. Joe and I, Joe and I went out to get drinks. Was it last week? Was it last week? Yeah, last week. And we're sitting there. Of course, we probably look like the biggest degenerates. I'm sitting there watching the hockey game on my phone. We're at like a nice wine bar. Yeah. I prop one of the wine cups up and I'm like watching NHL <laughs> on my phone. He's looking through. He's like, oh yeah, like this parlay hit. Oh, this game hit. And we're at like a nice ass wine bar. People are probably looking yeah, at us like we're crazy. Yeah, my accounts of like 10 units. So I was like, I know yeah. what that means. Yeah. Four <laughs> leg against the spread parlay. See, first half hits. That shows exactly the kind of betters we are. I'm like, I want to watch this game. See how it turns out. You're like, I don't give a shit. I just, just want to like, see just if I'm winning. Just tell me the result. Because if I just know the result, then I don't get caught up in feeling like, like the other night I had San Diego State. I bet them live. They were, they were down uh, eight points mm-hmm. and it was like plus 380. Yeah. Like they're going to grind. They're a good defensive team. It's worth just like a dabble, throw some beer money at. And they got back to where they took the lead. And I have a buddy who is uh, who went to San Diego State, huge Aztecs fan. And he mm-hmm. texted me after. He's like, Dude, our best free throw shooter missed two free throws at the end of the game. And then we lost on a pair of free throws with one second left. And I'm like, see, like, had I been watching that, <laughs> yeah. I would have been oh, livid. Ruins your day. Where like, if you yeah. just see, oh, it lost, like, all right, whatever. Because yep. you don't know how it got there. Mm-hmm. And there's a degree of needing to know how it got there, but there's also just sort of an ignorance is bliss type of- (laughs) That's true. It's definitely worse with basketball though, whether it's college or NBA. Yeah, 100%. Uh, So your victory laps, you just took some. You can take more if you want. I'll quickly go over mine because I've also been on a little bit of a heater myself in NHL. 10-3-1 right now, up 6.53 units. Winning pick on Monday. I leave Canadians over. Yep, yep. Leafs Canadians over six. That hit. I Blues team total over three and a half at minus 110. Blues puck line plus money plus 120. Panthers team total over three and a half. All of those hit. Panthers regulation really should have hit because they were winning the game and then um, they didn't, but that's okay because I went three and one. 
and then swept the board on unofficial plays yesterday. And people ask me, what does an unofficial play mean? Basically, if I, I do the research regardless, but if I don't have time to put out a video or tell you why I'm playing something, then I don't call it an official play. So unofficial plays went 3-0 yesterday. Lightning regulation, team total, and then Avs puck line. So uh, looks like we're, we're heating up. I really hope the cold streak doesn't come on a weekend because that sucks. I know we need vibes to continue the weekend. Yeah, my winning, official winning pick was Middle Tennessee State. Um, but then I, I also think my, my favorite pick of the week so far, we, we you know when there's games where it just the line doesn't make sense and you're like, mm -hmm. Vegas knows something I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. And you even see people you respect on the other side. And I had one of those games over the weekend. It was on Saturday, I believe. And it was Long Beach State who was getting five, maybe five and a half against UC Santa Barbara. So Long Beach State's been on fire. Yeah. That's a ton of points. I think they can win outright. And they were up one early in the second half. They got blown out in the second half. And that one just stung. It's only one loss, but you're like, I wanted that one. Yeah. Well, that okay. happened again on Tuesday night with UNLV on the road against Nevada. And I couldn't for the life of me. We did a quick stream yep. um, on Twitter and talked about it. And I just, there's not a number I can find that justifies them being the favorite. And so I locked it in the night before thinking, oh, I'm so smart getting it at two. It got steamed all the way to three. <laughs> yeah. So I got terrible closing line value. So the second the game starts, they go down a couple. I live bet. I live bet it like three times, which is not the move because then you throw back away the winnings that you had on the day if it loses. Yeah. But I wanted that one so badly because I couldn't figure out why. And I saw a lot of people who were on Nevada mm -hmm. and the Rebels came through and ended up winning comfortably in the second half. By after 20, a big run, yeah. And yeah. that one felt good. So not all wins and losses hit the same. And yes. that one in particular, I I was very much uh, enjoying yeah. and enjoyed. So uh, I took my victory laps. I have to hold an L because I will hear it from every dude on Twitter if I don't. I had the Leafs to win first period, started flat against Canadians. They were the rested ones. They should have really definitely won the first period. Then they were down 05 in the second. I'm glad I didn't have too much exposure with them, but I really did think that that first period would hit. Another thing, though, to keep in mind, which I learned is, like, I played a full unit on that. I hadn't played a first period bet before, so I probably should have put half a unit on that. It's a learning process, but, you know. <laughs> they started that's, that's slow. The middle was slow. They ended it, slow. They got their bad. asses kicked. It was, it was bad, but they, they shouldn't have, right? No. Like, and they were the rested ones. It, that's how, yeah, that's yeah, how it goes. Yeah, it happens. But just so everyone doesn't jump down my throat for not talking about my losses. Anyways. Let's talk headlines. Not a ton going on. I guess it's a light week, but uh, Aaron Rodgers is usually in the headlines regardless. And he, he is with an Instagram post. He took a little Tom Brady tip, I guess, uh, stirring some rumors on social media. On Instagram, 10 slides of pictures, starting with a beautiful quote. Gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. Then he put pictures up of him and his teammates, his ex-fiance, some game picks, and then four paragraphs thanking his people, telling us all to be grateful and read a book. But of course, the sweet post, which really was just that, it was thanking everyone in his life. That means he's retiring, or that means he's leaving the Packers. Everyone's like, oh, it means this, it means that. No, it was literally just a post about gratitude, and that's what he said. There's nothing cryptic about gratitude. That's facts. But of course, we're going to talk about it because we don't have football right now. So everyone wants to talk about it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers loves to like play the victim of like, say something stupid. Oh, I'm getting canceled. No, you're not. You're going to win the MVP. Yeah. You're not getting canceled. People just have the right to critique what you're saying. Mm -hmm. If they think it's ridiculous, if you're taking medical advice from Joe Rogan, 
people have the right to like, if you spend all off season last year, basically holding the Packers hostage in terms of what are you going to do? Are you going to show up? Are you not going to show up? Mm -hmm. And then saying it's the media's fault because it's blowing things out of proportion. And now you're doing it. It's like, no, dude, you just like the attention and you like being cryptic and you enjoy Uh, it. I mean, and you get a rise out of it, which is okay, but just own it. I do wonder, like, and also, like, it's soon. Diana Rossini reports Thursday morning. Decision's going to come soon. Well, what does soon mean? Soon mm-hmm. can be defined as however you want. If we're talking about soon within the next week, that should happen today or tomorrow. If we're talking soon and then retrospect of the entire, in perspective of the entire offseason, well, soon could happen in a month. Yeah. So that doesn't mean anything. It is fascinating to, like, find out, like, if he were to leave where he might go. And the Broncos seems like it's the constant conversation, which yeah. on one hand looks like the perfect fit when you consider... Jerry, Judy, Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams. That's a really fun offense in terms of skill players. You throw Aaron Rodgers in, you'd love their chances. To me, it wouldn't make sense for him to go to the AFC in general because it's so loaded with young quarterbacks. You talk about Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen, the list goes on. However, every NFC team has to be just praying that he goes, right? (laughs) Dalvin Cook, quote. I don't care where he goes. Just get out of the NFC North. Stay <laughs> out of the NFC North. Take Devontae Adams with you and y'all go do your thing. Did he wherever. really tweet that? Where did he tweet <laughs> that? This is a quote. I think I got it from an interview or something, but y'all go do your, take Devontae Adams with you. Oh, y'all dude. go do your thing wherever y'all are going to go <laughs> and just let the men in purple get their division back. <laughs> I love that so, so much. It's, it's hysterical. So but you got to, th- if you're an NFC oh, team, 100%. like on a fringe, like are we a contender? Are we not? Aaron Rodgers leaves. You're saying, okay, we might not be as good as we want to be, but you look yeah. at the rest of your competition where... 100%. You know, so... Oh, I agree. Well, you know what they do have in uh, Colorado? Good butter. They have special butter in Colorado. And really? I just have to mention this because I just learned it and I think it's absolutely absurd. It's 12-day cleanse. I saw that he was doing a 12-day cleanse and our producer just told us that it was literally eating a gallon of butter and just vomiting and, Some, like, and taking special shit. kind of. Which I'm not disrespecting whatever it is, but it's just like, where is this coming from? Days it, that doesn't sound healthy. Out. Yeah, yeah. A hey, wild, he came but, out grateful, so you know. He came out. You know what? That is true. Best of luck to Aaron Rodgers. We will talk more about his landing spot. Yeah, it was. As it, the it, was days a, go it wasn't. It was bodily cleansing, but whether his body's healthy or not is one thing, but his soul is refined. His soul is refined. You can't put a price on that. Gratitude, baby. Get drunk. Peace of mind. Uh, In other sad news, as we know, the MLB lockout is ongoing. The owners have doubled down on February 28th, being the hard deadline to get the CBA done to preserve a full season. If they don't do that by, which is Monday, the 28th, then games will be canceled and not made up. So simply put, for those who are confused about the situation, players want a little more money. Owners want to only increase slightly. The luxury tax is $210 million. Players ask for a jump to $245 million. Owners have countered with $214. So basically, they're bitching and complaining about the money. They cannot come to an agreement. The end, honestly, is not very near, which makes me worried. Um, I know you said you don't have a huge take on this. We do have to look at it in a betting sort of outlook, I think. So usually you have a six-month season, which means less variance. You have 162 games. Good teams make it. Bad teams are weeded out. It's a very clear picture. With a shorter season, like we saw in 2020 with 60 games, you have teams like the Marlins, who barely finished over 500, make the playoffs. Give them another 60 games when it's not a shortened season. Make them play the Braves 18 times. Odds are they're missing the playoffs. So 
Shorter season means more variance, more unpredictable, gives long shots a better chance. Of course, the lockout in general, we just want baseball back, but it is something to consider if you're looking at the betting aspect. Yeah, that was beautifully said. I don't have a ton. To I mean, add your to Mariners, that. right? Your Mariners, yeah, you if just, they don't you have just to face bet Houston. The Mariners, if you can find a divisional market, <laughs> bet the house on the Mariners to win the AL West. They're not facing Houston 18 times. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if those markets exist, take it. I, I know the championship markets are out and we'll get to MVP and Cy Young and stuff like that. I, mm -hmm. The reason we were texting about this last night, and I, I just like, I don't want to talk about it because it's just so damn infuriating. But these two sides, MLB in particular waits two plus months to come to the table and have regular conversations that now they're finally meeting on a daily basis with the deadline of Monday for the regular season to start on time. It's just infuriating. And I understand yeah. I'm on the side of players, but I understand when people want to just be mad at everybody because like if I take the side of millionaires over billionaires, who, who cares? They, I mean, they've mm -hmm. got more money than I could ever imagine. And yet it's the fans that suffer. It's the concession workers that suffer. It's staff members who might not have jobs. Mm -hmm. you know, like it's, that's all super real. And so it's just any sort of labor dispute in professional sports is always nauseating and hard to stomach and the mudslinging that happens with, I agree. it's their fault. And it's, no, it's their fault. And well, we're at the table. Well, no, we're at the table. Well, they have to make it up. Well, they have to make, and it's just, you're just like enough already, you know, like figure it out. It, it shouldn't be, this hard. I get it that baseball's the pie in terms of revenue is smaller than other sports. Yeah. Especially when you compare it to like the NFL, but it's still, it's just infuriating to me. It's, and obviously beyond that, I mean, I'm trying to get hyped up for this season because I, this is a year where the Mariners are genuinely a playoff contender for the first time in two decades. And it's just such a buzzkill when free, I mean, you look at the free agents who still haven't even signed. And we're, we're worried about the, the season starting. Uh, it's just ridiculous. I know that's yeah. not super eloquent, but like, no, it's, it's just nauseating to me. Yeah, they've already canceled a week of spring training. So regular season's coming so, soon. you know, if you, had a, if you had a trip book to go and that was your buddy's trip, your family trip, whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. We will uh, keep that conversation going. Let's talk Lakers. <laughs> because this is a team that I, preseason, they got all these old guys. It was the old team squad. I honestly said, I didn't bet it. I didn't say, I didn't really make this public, but I just said, I don't really see them being this sort of power team that people are saying they could be. Um, they're odds to make the playoffs. So they're ninth seed in the Western Conference right now, four games under 500, 21 games behind the top seeded Suns, 12th best odds to win it all at 25 to one. But on a smaller scale than the finals, will they even make the playoffs? Yes is minus 120. So the favorite for them to make the playoffs, yes, but just minus 120. No, minus 110. Is that a bet you would make? What is your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, I'd bet on them to make the playoffs. Now, granted, I don't think the Lakers are any good. And even though you can get value on them, whether it's 30 to one or north of that to win mm -hmm. the championship, and you're saying, gosh, I'm betting on LeBron. That makes sense. But the supporting cast is so limited. And for a big three to... Be successful. It has, to, it has to be a legit big three and healthy. And and LeBron <laughs> is a legitimate superstar still. It's ridiculous what he continues to do. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis has missed half their games, and banking on him to be healthy throughout a playoff run is a fool's errand. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook just isn't part of a big three. 
Like he is not a superstar anymore. Mm-hmm. So automatically you're looking at a big two and it's really a big one and a half because you can't bank on Anthony Davis. At any point when that guy leaves the ground, you're like, he might roll his ankle. He mm-hmm. might twist his knee. And so when he's constantly dealing with stuff, and I'm not saying that just to hate on Anthony Davis. I like the guy. I love the player. Oh, for but, sure. Yeah. But if you're trying to bank on the Lakers, but the reason why I would bet on them to, to make the playoffs is right now they're in what they would be in the play-in tournament. The Clippers in front of them at the eight seed. The T-Wolves is the seven seed. Yeah. Um, behind, but the, who's catching them? The Blazers are a G League team right now. Although the the Blakers, the the Blakers, the Blazers <laughs> did just beat the Lakers. Um, and they're, they've been decently competitive. See, I was going to say, since I feel the like they trades. could. I feel like the Blazers Maybe. could win. Yeah. But then the Spurs, the Pelicans. I mean, I guess the Pelicans after the, the CJ McCollum trade maybe make a run. But the Kings, Thunder, Rockets. I, they're all such flawed teams behind the yeah. Lakers that if it's a coin flip and it's a play in tournament, mm-hmm. I don't think they can win a title, but I can bank on LeBron to, or I, I would be willing to bet on LeBron in a play in tournament just as they won it last year. Yeah. So that makes sense. I agree. No disagreements there. I think they catch a break with competition around them losing key players and not having as much depth in terms of trades and injuries. But yeah, I don't have much faith in that team. No, nor should you. Nor should I. Speaking of NBA, let's get to our favorite part of the show. Our interview. I say it every week. I love this guest. I love that guest. But I really do love this guest. One of the first women I met in the sports betting space. Liv Moods. Follow her on Twitter at Liv Moods. Hello, beautiful. Hi, thank you for having me. I love what you guys are doing with this show. It's awesome. So thanks for having me. Of course. So happy to have you. We were talking about this a little bit before. You are sort of a world traveler at this point, going to every major sporting event. We just had the (laughs) Super Bowl. We just had NBA All-Star. How are you recouping? How was it out there? Tell us all about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sleep deprived for sure. I definitely preferred LA a little bit more than Cleveland because it was <laughs> freezing in Cleveland. However, I spent like half of my trip in LA stuck in a car in traffic. So not sure how much I loved that, but nonetheless, it was very exciting. You guys know I'm a big NBA girl. So I think I enjoyed all-star weekend a little bit more altogether just because I love basketball. Uh, so this all-star break has been hard for me, but we've got it back tonight. So I'm excited. Uh, But yeah, it's been fun. All these major sporting events. I'm just happy that we've got a little bit of normalcy back. We can watch sports, interact with other humans. It's, it's been a lot of fun. So I don't want to complain too much about being tired because I'm definitely blessed. So I'm going to remain positive, but yeah, no, lots of caffeine for sure. (laughs) Liv, I was fired up to have you on the show because I know you're such an NBA nut. I'm a hoops head myself. But I, I can't figure the NBA. I love watching the NBA. I, I can't figure out how to bet the NBA. I, like my only route is like chalk money line parlays. Get them to even money. Call it good. If it cash is great. If not, no big deal. I can't get on the right side of a spread to save my life. Where like college basketball, I've got a process. I feel like it, it works. Some days it does. Some days it doesn't. But it makes sense to me where the NBA feels like such a crapshoot. I, I want to know about your um, your process in terms of betting NBA, whether it's props, whether it's sides, whether it's money lines, how you find your value and edges. Yeah. I mean, you said it best. It's an absolute crapshoot. And I know that, uh, <laughs> which is why I typically don't bet spreads or totals. I look at the player prop market. And the reason I love this market is it's such a star driven league. So on any given night, you can kind of get a feel for how each team is defending certain positions and go from there. So I strictly love player props. That's typically all that I give out. The plays that I give out in the NBA are player props because like you said, it is a crapshoot. I mean, the Celtics were on a what? Eight, nine game win streak 
beat the 76ers by almost 50 points and then lost to the Pistons. It's like, okay, what's going on? I mean, it's just a very confusing league. It's hard to find an edge, especially when you're betting the spreads, the totals and the money lines. So I think the player prop market is where it's at and that's where the most money can be made. Real quickly, isn't it crazy? Everyone really enjoys the NBA. It's an awesome league. It is superstar driven. It's so socially driven in terms of all the Twitter accounts, the memes, everything, but everyone's just kind of collectively decided it's miserable to bet on and we do it oh, anyway. Like, because it's true. Like anytime you find like a real edge, mm-hmm. you've got to pay yeah. for it with like 13 points or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. I just wanted to interject because it is, it's, it's I, I'm glad you said that because it makes me feel a little bit more sane where like I, I know hoops. I know the league pretty well. Mm-hmm. And it, I never right. look at a slate and be like, oh, that three and a half hammer it. It's the backdoor league. I, I yeah. refuse. I really just refuse. <laughs> yeah. I usually, tough. I'll just look at list moods, picks and tail. Yep. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about how your capping process has evolved because, you know, when you started with Book It and I was on there too, and we, I went on your show and I was giving out some props. Have you always been props? Did you start out with totals? Like how has your handicapping process changed? Yeah, I've definitely always been a player prop girl for sure, especially in the NBA. Um, the NFL is still a work in progress, so I can't even give out any advice there because I'm still trying <laughs> to figure out how I handicap that sport because it drives me insane. But in terms of the NBA, yes, I've always kind of relied on player props. My handicapping actually from last season has changed changed pretty significantly. Um, before I was kind of looking at each player individually, how they've gone up against their you know opponents in the past. Um, how they've done in the last five games, um, defensively all around how these teams perform. But now I'm looking a little bit closer at how each team defends each position. So you've got superstars, like I said, it's a superstar-driven league. You've got superstars on every team in every position. Um, But there are some games where there's a bigger opportunity for the shooting guard to have a night, the point guard to have a night. You know, for example, the Timberwolves do not defend the shooting guard position well. Desmond Bain has scored 21 points the two times he's played him this season. So I'm looking at his line at 19 and a half going, yeah, I like that. I mean, they don't defend in the last seven games. They have not defended the shooting guard position. Well, so I'm looking a little more specifically at not just defense of a team. I'm, I'm always defensive minded when I'm looking at player props. Um, Cause I think if you've made it to the league, you're good enough to score. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of how you're being defended. And that's kind of what people forget is, you know, this defense is going to stop your player prop from hitting every single time. So I look at everything from a defensive perspective, but very specifically, I look at positions because, you know, on any given night, John Morant may have a better opportunity to get buckets over Desmond Bain. Um, but tonight, I think Desmond Bain has a lot more opportunities to get some buckets over John Morant. So looking at specific positions has definitely helped me a lot this season. Um, I'm curious. I think we all have teams or players that just it's a constant headache, can't get on the right side of. For me, during football season, it was the New York Giants where... If I bet on them to be competent, they were the most incompetent team in football. And then when I bet against them- well, I don't know why you're betting on the Giants. When I bet against them, it was like, wait a minute, this team, like they defend Daniel Jones looks competent. Like it. And he does. And so I couldn't figure it out. I had to just get rid of betting them altogether. I'm curious if you have any teams or players on your list that you just say, I just have to stay away from because for the life of me, I can't figure it out. Yeah, I promised myself not to ever bet player props when it comes to the Boston Celtics. As much as I love that team and love watching that team, I swear to God, they play roulette with which player is going to have a night. I mean, you can never truly get a read on, is it a Jason Tatum night? Is it a Jalen Brown night? You know, it's just, 
it was too difficult. And I told myself last season, don't ever bet player props when it comes to the Boston Celtics. <laughs> More specifically, I've got some players for sure. I've been burned by Patty Mills way too many times. He is on the no bet list. Um, you know, I remember making a video once. I'm like, he's a shooter. He's a three-point shooter. He's facing a team that doesn't guard um, the three-point line well. They don't have good perimeter defense. He played 30 minutes of basketball and didn't score a single point. So I, I will not bet on Patty Mills ever again for the rest of my lifetime. Um, and I, I could probably go through each team and tell you, don't bet on him. Don't bet on him. But yeah. Patty Mills for now is kind of on my do not bet list. And the Boston Celtics, when it comes to props, is also on my do not bet list. So Something those are only betters can relate right to. Like if you like talk to it's your so friends true. who don't bet, you're sure. like... You're yeah. like, screw Patty Mills. Like, yeah. Patty Mills, of yeah. all people, right. really. They're like, like you've yeah. never met him. I'm like, I don't need to meet him. He's I've, burned me, I, and that's I've, it. In my own right, I've met him. Yeah. So, Liv, exactly. when, you, when you have a Patty Mills situation, which we have had several of those, no matter what league you're betting on, yes. Twitter, the lovely Twitter fam, the haters come out in dozens. You oh. could be on a heater 20 and one in the yeah. second you have one bad lose. You hear it. Tell yep. us. Because you turn. handle it well. How do you handle the haters? Listen, you know what? I uh, I have actually been blessed to become very good friends, actually, with Joy Taylor. And if there's one thing I have learned from her, it's, one, the haters don't pay your bills. That's the first thing that mm. everyone has to understand, is these people are coming. The reason that they have got something to say is that you have something they do not. I know I am very blessed to do what I do. Um, I'm sure there's a lot. And, and most of the hate is coming from men. I'm not going to make a generalization, but this is a very male-dominated industry. So most of the hate is coming from males. And I know that a lot of it is stemmed from the fact that they want my job. And that's fine. Like I am very blessed and I know that my job is awesome. But how I handle it. Um, you know, I'm not perfect. There are nights where it makes me sad. And I, I, and that is just the reality. And no matter how many times my family or friends say, just don't let it get to you, ignore them. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, easier said than done. Yeah. I'm still a human being, <laughs> but I've always found, you know, I'm finding that if you find a creative way to one roast yourself before anyone gets the chance to, if I lose, <laughs> I know I lost. So I'm already I, before the game's even over, I'm already making content on roasting myself because mm -hmm. I'm going to beat everybody to it. So that way, by the time you're roasting me, you look like an idiot because you've just repeated what I've said. So <laughs> that's my first kind of method to the madness. And then the second one is just politely and respectfully roasting them back always seems like a great idea <laughs> to me. And, you know, I get people all the time, why are you giving them any attention? Because it feels good. That's why <laughs> I'm giving the them time attention today. because it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because I have a little extra time in my schedule and it's making me feel better. So yeah. that's why I'm doing it. But no, I mean, you just have to remember that it's gambling. Mm -hmm. There is no, I mean, there really is no such thing as a bad bet. If I'm looking at a player prop and I take the over or the under, it's a 50, 50 shot. So, you know, I always <laughs> tell people, if you hate my, if you hate my bets that much, fade me, make money and post your best slips. And then you can roast me all you want. But until then, I'm not listening to you. Oh, it's my favorite. Care. It's my favorite, honestly. And Joy, I, I love seeing her tweets. And she, it's always like the subtle roast. So I have to be careful because I feel like Very. if I started roasting people back, I would just be like, <laughs> everyone would be like, okay, Claudia, you took it too far. But you do that nice little, like you make it a joke. I probably couldn't do that. But it is nice to see that, that you do that well. Uh, <laughs> we mentioned that, you know, NBA back tonight. Do you have some favorite bets? This is our betting show. Me and Joe have winning picks that we give out every day. So do you have a winning pick or do you have a few props you're looking at for tonight? 
Yeah, winning pick. Well, that's a tough one because uh, let's hope it wins. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But <laughs> well, we'll, we're going to go with it anyway because you guys have good mojo on this show. So we're going to keep rocking with it. But I really <laughs> do like in this Celtics-Nets matchup tonight, I like the Nets team total under 102 and a half. And I know that seems like a low number for this Nets team, but they're out KD, no more James Harden, mm-hmm. Kyrie's not playing. Uh, and they're facing a Celtics team right now that defensively allows the third fewest points to their opponent. Um, they've held their opponents under this number pretty consistently um, in the last 10. So I like this spot for the Celtics to play some good defense. They've had the all-star break to kind of rest up. Their defense has been on fire, actually, for the last month. Um, mm-hmm. They've been on quite a heater on both sides of the ball here. So I'm really liking the defense to crack down on this Nets team that doesn't have all of their starters. So I like under 102 and a half for the team total for the Nets. And will I watch the game? Probably not because I'm betting an under and I don't want to be sick the entire time. But that is the bet that I like in this matchup. <laughs> Liv, before we let you go, um, I want to know if you've got any futures tickets or if you're looking to get into the market um, with any bets on uh, champion, conference champion or MVP. I recently dabbled in the Celtics at 25 to one. Also have the Sixers at 15 to one, hoping that ends up being the Eastern conference final uh, matchup. But I'm curious where you're at, if you have any tickets placed or if you're looking at the market right now. Yeah. Well, right now I'm going to be sweating out John Moran as MVP. I grabbed him early November at plus 3,200. The value was just way too good for me to pass Mm -hmm. up. I saw a lot of potential and how he was going to play basketball this season. Uh, I know the argument there is that the Grizzlies continue to win even without John Morant. So the most valuable thing is kind of tough, but I'm still going to rock with it because I'll be walking away with a nice little wad of mm-hmm. cash. So we're just going to keep rolling Vegas with it. Trip if John Morant, um, yeah. if John Morant wins MVP. And it's on me. I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying for everything if he, if he wins MVP. Uh, but then I've also got some sleeper teams. My sleeper team in the East right now is the Cavs. I love the way that they're playing. I love the chemistry they're showing. And then on the West, I like, I like the Grizzlies right now. I think that they, have a lot of really strong players that know their role. Their chemistry is great. Um, they're just an electric team to watch. They're reminding me a little bit of, of what I saw in the Hornets last season, just that exciting basketball that they're playing. So those are my two sleeper teams, but I'm with you. I, I really like the 76ers right now. I, I honestly think they got the better end of this trade. I know a lot of people will disagree with me on that, but I'm excited to see how the 76ers play with Harden. And I think there's some great value for them in the East. Uh, before we say goodbye, 30 to 1 right now on WinBet, the Cavs, if you want to dabble in entail uh, live okay. moves, which I love. There you go. Live moves, the <laughs> NBA queen. Thank you so much for coming on. I missed your face. Thank it you for good having to see me. you. I'm glad you're home now. Go get some rest. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. Live moods. I love her. She's the best. She's awesome. Yeah. Literally really NBA stuff. queen. Like every time I think NBA, I was like, I could handicap these games or I could just go kind of see what lives on. I about her haters. That was really <laughs> good. That's a great question. So her content is the best. I have to say there's a lot of great, you know, betting content people in the industry, but she's always coming up with creative stuff. Yep. So it's fun to follow along. Go follow her on Twitter at Live Moods. Let's talk free money, people. Bet $10, win $200. When you open a new WinBet account, make a deposit of $10 or more. Take that $10, put it on a bet, odds minus 120 or greater, and get $200 in free bets. Go to winbet.com or download the WinBet app for official rules and details. And as always, we are giving away free bets each and every episode here on Bet to Win. Our secret word of the episode is heater. Heater. Ooh, I like it. Because... Yes. Your boy and your girl 
<laughs> are on one right now. And we're going to keep those vibes going into the weekend. Send the word heater, DM it, slide into the DMs of the WinBet Twitter account, include your WinBet username and email and the word heater for a $25 free bet. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, gotta love free money. Speaking of free money, winning picks. Let's keep that heater going. Knock on wood. This is not knock on wood. Um, I'm going to let you go first, Joey. Okay, I've got a couple college basketball picks, a trio of selections. I'll finish with the official winning pick. I'm going to start with Ohio State plus six at Illinois. I suggest you bet the other side because I can't get the Big Ten figured out <laughs> to save my life. But these teams haven't played yet. Ohio State is, is getting six points, which just feels like way too many. If you're looking at Ken Palm overall efficiency numbers, uh, Illinois is uh, the 16th ranked team. Ohio State is 21st. These are just two really good teams with strong efficiency numbers on both sides of the football. I looked through this entire matchup and I didn't find an obvious edge for Illinois despite being at home. It's not like they've been unbeatable. They've lost two of their last four. Ohio State, while also unbeatable, or not not unbeatable, that mm. was just horrific, Bush. <laughs> they I are unbeatable. They haven't been it. perfect. They're a flawed team as well in, in certain degrees. But... I just six points is way too many just because they're on the road. So mm-hmm. um, I also, and just as a quick tangent, the way college basketball values who's at home to me doesn't make sense. With the NFL, it seems like it's always like a consistent three points. Yeah. College hoops is all over the map, it feels like. Um, so I'm going to take Ohio State plus six, which means they're going to get blown out by 10 because again, the Big Ten, I can't figure it out. But I'm going to play it anyways because it makes too much sense. Uh, and I'm going to trust the process. Murray State minus three. I'm taking the Racers against Belmont. They're at home. They won on the road back in January by 22 against Belmont. And I know that uh, rematches can be a bit screwy, but uh, I'm trusting um, that that game at least means something, especially when this line is only three points. Uh, Belmont is a solid team with no noticeable edge, though. Murray State is just the better team in every category, and their significant edge is on offense. Um, Offensive rebounding edge, they rank 10th versus the 141st ranked defense for uh, for Belmont. And then Murray State's offense ranks 60th compared to Belmont's defense that ranks 147th in effective field goal percentage. Just not that many points for a team that's 26-2. and two. So we talk about home field advantage and how much that matters. Illinois getting six. Yeah. Murray State's only giving three. Sorry, Illinois giving six. Murray State's only giving three. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, and last but not least... My winning pick, my Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State. Our Blue Raiders. If you're not if you're not following the Blue Raider train, if you haven't hopped on yet, you've been missing out because all they do is cover. They are only giving six and a half points to Marshall. Uh, Ken Palm has this number at minus 13. Huge edges across the board. I'm going to spare you all the numbers. You're just going to have to trust me on this one because every category you look at is a huge edge for Middle Tennessee State. Except... The only slight edge for Marshall is on two-point field goal percentage. They rank 49th offensively compared to Middle Tennessee State's defense. That ranks 190th. But at home, a team that's been on fire of late, I'll I'll give the six and a half to Marshall. Okay. And I'm taking Middle Tennessee State, our Blue Raiders. Do you miss football? Um... (laughs) Just, just yes. yes or no, yes. Because <laughs> you said on both sides of the football in the first game. I didn't want to interrupt Did you. I? Yeah. I do it all the time, though. But I miss it too, Joey. I miss it too. On both sides of the football. <laughs> yeah. I knew what you said. We all knew what you meant. 
That's okay. <laughs> I like you that you called me out. Usually I, had I would, to. usually I would catch that and I didn't at all. I was on a roll. I know you did. I was cooking. I had to. Uh, I like it, Joey. I'm going to go to NHL. I've got three games I'm looking at. I like a lot of plays. I'll put them all out on Twitter. Talk about some of them here. I went on VEASAN last night and talked about the Jackets Panthers. Over six and a half. I was at minus 134 at the time. I said it last night. Even without the goalies confirmed, this game screamed overs. Jackets are rolling, winning three straight. Eight of their last 10, averaging 4.6 goals a game in that stretch. Their weakness is on defense and in net. They're allowing the second most goals a game, which is good for Florida, who's already averaging four and a half in the last 10. So there was a clear reason why we were seeing Florida's team total at four and a half. It's why we saw the total inch towards seven last night. So I went ahead and grabbed the seven at plus money. It was six and a half juice to the over. I grabbed seven at plus 110. It's now seven minus 125 juice to the over. Just wanted to talk about the CLB I got, you know. Um, but I also see some value in the Jackets over two and a half at plus 105. Barofsky is expected to get the start in net for the Panthers. His goal saved above expected is one of the best. His stats are good, but he's allowed an average of 3.25 goals over the last eight games. So with the Jackets offensive production lately, I do see them going over that number. So you have a few options. Then I'm going to the Flames and Canucks. Flames, minus 155 favorites. Big game for the standings. Right now, they're tied for franchise record with 10 wins. If they get another one tonight, they will set a new franchise record. I see value in the puck line at minus one and a half, at plus 163 or minus one if you want even money. I like them in regulation at minus 105. They've won 12 of their last 13 games, winning by two or more goals in nine of those 12 wins. Their goal differential is tied for the third best. They have the seventh most, seventh most goals a game at 3.43, second most shots. And I do understand the biggest thing here is, you know, goalie matchups. The goals won't come as easy if they are facing Thatcher Demko and net not confirmed yet. He is a top 20 goalie, but the team itself is allowing just under three goals a game. And the team itself is allowing just under three goals a game. But I do see the Flames with an edge on defense and not just offense. They're number one in terms of goals allowed per game. They have allowed the fewest shots on goal. They're expected to go with Jacob Markstrom in net. In his last nine starts, he's 8-0. He left one of them with an injury. 8-0. That's pretty good. A 9.45 save percentage. Is that good? Also seems good. Yeah, it's the third best in the league. So I think there's a few options with the Flames here. All of those numbers. Good. Yeah, all good numbers. Yeah. Seem good. (laughs) And I think there's really good value getting them at plus money or close to even money, like I mentioned. So... I like regulation flames. I like them on the puck line as well. And then my winning pick will be wild team total over two and a half. I got this at minus 145 last night. I'm also looking at wild money line plus 140. I will put them in a parlay. Almost identical records here between the wilds and Leafs, but they're both in a little bit of a slump. Wild have lost three of four. Toronto has dropped three straight. The key for the Leafs is their defense and it's their goaltending. They're winning games when they have the edge there. Tonight, they have Peter Mrazek. There we go. Tonight, they have Peter Mrazek in net. He's allowed just five goals on only 24 shots to the Canadians. (laughs) Mrazek has allowed five goals on 24 shots. That was to the Canadians. So I'm giving him a little more respect now, but at the time and still technically are statistically the worst offense in the NHL. So I have faith that the Wild, who rank third in goals a game, averaging 379 and cover their team total of two and a half. They've been doing it consistently all season with the second best team total record covering 32 and 16. 
I also love getting them at plus money, plus 140 on the money line, especially when they have Capo Capitan, who is confirmed. Who's also a real guy. It's a real name. (laughs) It is. Yep. Confirmed in that he is the ninth best save percentage in the league at 921. So lots of options in a lot of the games. I went through the whole slate and I found edges in pretty much every game. Um, But I would say winning pick is definitely wild team total. And then I will throw them uh, money line in a parlay. So I'm going to need you to do me a favor and just shoot me a text with just the rundown. Make it simple for me. (laughs) And and I can just go and auto tail all of those. And I'd be be grateful. We can do that. That was one heck of a of a winning work. pick segment. I know. That's some knowledge being dropped. Well, it's more fun too. When the when pimps in the crib, Ma. Drop it like, like it's hot. hot. Wow. We end with a fever check. And we no, we start with a fever check and then we end with a fever I check. I would love to do more fever checks in the future. <laughs> we are for the record. Let's hope that let's the do that again on one day. All right, we're doing it. Deal. All right, y'all, that's episode 46. Thanks for tuning in. Good luck this weekend. We will see you on Monday.